Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. Hi, Steve Backlin here. The title of today's podcast is Surrendering Beliefs. This is going to be a good one. Hey, we just finished our Igniting Marriages conference. We did it on February 10th and 11th, 2023. And what a joy it was as we stepped into really speaking into marriage, those who are married, those uh, single who are considering marriage, those who've been divorced, those who are in challenging marriages, those who are in great marriages. We felt like I was so proud of my team and uh, Peter and Melinda Lahai, Steve and Lorraine Box were key contributors. And it's going to be good. We're going to have info on just receiving that content in a few weeks. So if you're interested in getting that, or if you just want to email us at info at ignitinghope.com about that. Hey, that was so good. But I want to talk today about surrendering beliefs. When I share my basic message, and by the way, my message comes from my life. Most of our strongest anointings and influence comes from areas where we have struggled, areas where we have overcome or are overcoming in. And I talk about how I became a follower of Jesus at age 19 with my girlfriend, Wendy, at that time, who's now my wife. And we started attending an Assembly of God Church in Northern California. And my belief system at that time was that If I went to church and didn't feel saved, then I would renew my mind with that feeling, and my feelings would get even worse. (laughs) And I would believe I wasn't saved. And if they gave the altar call to be saved, again, I would go up front and get saved again. Then the Lord said, Steve, I've got good news for you. You are saved even when you don't feel saved. So, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I thought feelings were the highest indicator of truth there was. (laughs) No, feelings don't validate truth. They just validate what we believe is true. And so even after hearing that, I would still come to church, not at times not feeling saved, and they'd give the altar call to be saved, and I want to go up there so bad. And I heard in my spirit, Steve, do not go up there. Stay, Steve. But Lord, I know if I go up there, I'll feel better. I'll break this spirit of heaviness off me. And he said, I'm going to show you how to break the spirit of heaviness off you. It's not by doing something different. It's by believing something different. And that that experience was uh, an experience that I've look back on was one of the first times I really learned that the nature of faith is to believe something higher than what we're feeling and experiencing. So we get married a couple years later and 
I stayed in that church, great church, for about 15 years, and I was on staff of that church for many of those years. And it was a season of living in Romans 12.1, where Romans 12.1 tells us to give our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And basically, that verse says, just pray the prayer that Jesus prayed, not my will be done, but your will be done of learning how to surrender our hearts, our wills, how to sacrifice our time, our money, our dreams, our food in the pursuit of God. It was about learning to put Jesus first in our lives. And I'll say this, I've never put Jesus first in my life and said, boy, I wish I wouldn't have put Jesus first. <laughs> God's ways are perfect. You know, the Bible is like the owner's manual for life. It'd be foolish to buy a car and just immediately go into the glove box and throw the owner's manual out the window. And I've been saying many times, you know, just, hey, read the book of John, read the book of Acts, then get these 17 chapters in your spirit deep, the six chapters of Galatians, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, Colossians 1 and 2, Romans 4 through 8, and Hebrews 4. You get those 17 chapters deep in your spirit, it's going to help you interpret the rest of the Bible accurately. That's my opinion. So it was it was a powerful time of of, of living in Romans 12, 1, and, and it was needed. But in 1991... The Lord wanted to add something to that foundation of surrendering our hearts and our wills to the Lord. He sent us to the desert to pastor uh, in central Nevada, about four hours away from Las Vegas. And God likes to send people to deserts to teach them how to repent. And one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. And some of you have already heard me preach on this before, but I, even as I'm sharing this, there's going to be something fresh that you're going to hear that I believe is going to be a key to this next season of transformation. God likes to send people to deserts to teach them how to repent, and one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. And so we basically heard this in our spirits. And by, by the way, when I say we heard this, we didn't hear an audible voice from God, but we we made conclusions of what God was saying through Bible reading, Bible meditation, prayer, fellowship, speaking to people who've known the Lord for a long time and uh, or others who are getting fresh revelation. We made these conclusions of what God was saying, and we felt like the Lord said, Stephen, Wendy, I love your heart for Romans 12.1, but if you're going to see transformation, I need to move you into Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2. 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and excellent and perfect will of God. So, so transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. Transformation is, is experiencing the promises of God in our lives. Transformation is experiencing what Jesus won for us on the cross. Transformation, then the word 
be transformed comes from the Greek word metamorpho, where we get metamorphosis. Transformation is the process of getting into our experience who we already are. It's like this, when we become born again, we, we're like a caterpillar that becomes a butterfly, and but st- still looks like a caterpillar. So transformation comes from one of the main ways is through the renewing of the mind is what creates the cocoon so that we can experience spiritual butterflyhood, if we want to use that language. And so, and we've, so again, transformation comes from surrendering our beliefs. And we grew up in a culture that we believe the reason we weren't having breakthrough is because we hadn't given God our heart enough. And with that mindset, my wife, Wendy's crying out to the Lord saying, God, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. I, I guess I, I can't give you my heart. Just take my heart. And she hears this, Wendy, I have your heart. Now I need your mind. I have your heart. Now I need you to surrender how you think and to surrender the beliefs that you've developed that are not the beliefs that I have for you. And he got really personal with us about surrendering beliefs. He says, Steve, can you surrender the beliefs that you're inferior to other leaders and that there's something uniquely wrong with you? (laughs) But, But Lord, those feel so true. Doesn't it mean they are true if they feel that true? He said, no. Again, feelings don't validate truth. They just validate what you believe is true. Lord spoke to Wendy. Can you surrender the beliefs that you're shy and inadequate and can't speak well in front of others? She says, but that's who I am. And she hears back, that's not who you are. That's just who you've become. And so we at Igniting Hope, one of the things that we regularly teach is the beliefs that need to be surrendered are any belief that do not have hope attached to them. Any conclusion, any belief that we have that isn't under the influence of hope or doesn't have hope is under the influence of a lie. Romans 15, 13, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And so, Basically, that verse says, now may the God of hope fill you in believing. Increasing hope in our lives is an indicator that we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. Now, again, Romans 12, 2 is talking about positive mind renewal, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But the reality is, is that we renew our minds with whatever we regularly come into agreement with, whatever we give our amen to. It can be we can renew our mind with with the belief that we don't remember names well. Well, the bummer about that is that if we come into agreement with that, then we will 
have our experience transformed into not remembering names well, because current mind renewal creates future experience. I got enough challenges in life, let alone having just self-limiting beliefs compounding what I'm trying to have happen in my life. So we look at this and we, we recognize this truth that if I'm going to experience something higher, I need to believe something higher than what I'm experiencing. If I'm going to believe something higher, I need to hear something higher. Why declarations of truth are so important. Declarations of saying who God says we are. Declarations of the promises of God, of what Jesus has won for us. Most people only renew their minds with their feelings and past experience. I don't feel powerful, therefore I renew my mind I'm not powerful. I don't feel loved, so I'll renew my mind I'm not loved. And so, again, the nature of faith is that we are to believe something higher than what we're feeling and experiencing. The question in the morning is not, how do I feel today? The the greater question or the right question is, what am I going to believe today? That's powerful. Now, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I don't know what I'm supposed to believe. And that's why we've just got so many declarations on IgnitingHope.com. And if you don't know what to believe, we we can help you. I wrote the book with um, Tracy Rice called Declare It. It is a great book that will help you know what to believe in key areas of life. We have 96 life areas with 15 different declarations for each of those life areas, and they help you know what to believe. They help you know what to renew your mind with. So whether it's what to believe about your marriage, what to believe about uh, the future, what to believe about your adult children, what to believe about your finances, what to believe about your nation, what to believe about spiritual gifts— It's an intentional thing that will help us to surrender the self-limiting beliefs that are creating a lack of hope in our lives. (laughs) So just, you know, today, today is a day where we celebrate surrendering our hearts, surrendering our will, saying to the Lord, not my will be done but your will be done. But we also, we celebrate and we elevate the need to surrender our beliefs. In in this marriage seminar that we just had, the marriage conference, we talked about, Wendy and I did four sessions, and one of the sessions was about what to believe. Because what we believe is more important than what we do. And so just my beliefs about her are crucial. And we know, I mean, those of you who are married, you know that that's a challenge. 
Yeah, it's a challenge because we're with each other so much that we see certain things that we wish were different in every marriage. But my thing is that, okay, I need to know that every hope-filled or, or belief that doesn't have hope attached to it in my relationship with her is under the influence of a lie. And, and I need to know how to surrender those beliefs and answer the question, what do I need to believe to have hope in this area? Because that is what's going to bring transformation. Sure, we may have uh, to make challenging decisions. We may need to put boundaries in relationships. But ultimately, we're going to need to, if we're going to see the transformation that we really want in ourselves first and then around us, we're going to need to surrender beliefs. And so today, <laughs> I just get excited you know, just thinking about, okay, what beliefs do I, because it's, for me, it's an on, ongoing journey. Repentance is not an event, it's a lifestyle. We're not done repenting in an area till we have glistening hope in that area. And so we celebrate Romans 12, 1, but if we're going to see transformation, we need to move into Romans 12, 2, and we are going to believe things higher than what we're feeling and experiencing, and we're going to surrender the beliefs that are creating the lack of hope in our lives. And we here at Igniting Hope, <laughs> Igniting Hope Ministries are here to serve you in that area of your life. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, we're doing our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast. It's starting. It's going to be starting next Wednesday if you are listening to the podcast as they come out, starting February 22nd. 2023, it's for 40 days of Lent. And we, for years, have helped people fast uh, lies and feast on truth during these 40 days. You can sign up. It's free. The The level that most people do is free. You get a, an email every day with a lie to fast, a truth to feast on, and just, some, just a quick devotional to help you just unlock beliefs that are going to be catalytic in your life. And if you want, you know, we have a second level where we have more content uh, that you can get from us. And then we have a level that you can have a three sessions. I think it's three. It's two or three sessions with an Igniting Hope certified belief trainer. So you can go to ignitinghope.com. Find out or ignitinghopeacademy.com to find out info on our annual negativity fast positivity feast. By the way, we have it in German, Spanish, and Mandarin this year. That's also available. Yeah, I'm going to be in Casper, Wyoming this weekend. We'll be in Atlanta. We'll be in Atlanta soon. We'll be in Indianapolis. Indiana area coming up as well. You can go to our website, ignitinghope.com, and find the itinerary for that. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast or watching it on our YouTube Igniting Hope channel. If you want to see what it looks like or hear, watch me present it, you can go there. As well, and thank you so much. We are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. 
There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is, whether you're a church leader, family leader, or just trying to influence anybody nationally or government leader, boss. Hope is powerful. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Woohoo! And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's my strength. I believe that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody watching or listening to this podcast, today is just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> I've never really found a day that's been good to walk in radical joy. There always seems to be a reason why today is just not a good day. No, I need strength today. And so I stir it up. I stir up the joy of the Lord through thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gateway into so many things, including joy. As we focus on what we have rather than what we don't have. We focus on what is happening well rather than focusing on what's not. Gratefulness helps that. And then we also, we stir up our joy by delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself. Delight yourself. In the Lord. I'm not delighting myself in myself. I'm delighting myself in him and how big he is. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires, outcomes that he or she wants to see happen that haven't happened, prayers that haven't happened, disappointments. But the delighting is one of the indicators of a prosperous soul, which increases the likelihood greatly to see the manifestation of that desire soon. Hallelujah. And the delighter's mantra is this, Woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation uh, in my life. Wow, wow. Hey, before I close, we've been doing this You've been doing this. If you are a regular listener of the Igniting Hope podcast, you know what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to ask you to pray five seconds for Igniting Hope. You may want to pray for the people who've just been in the marriage conference. You may want to pray for the, the Negativity Fast Positivity Feast. You may want to pray for our April 28th and 29th Abounding Hope and Joy Conference here in Reading that some of you will come to. I just may want to pray for our staff, for Wendy and I, just the mandate that we have to ignite hope. But we value your prayers. We receive them. They're making a difference. We feel the wind of God on what we're doing. And then also I do this five seconds to model the fact that when we attach five seconds of, when we attach faith to five seconds of prayer, it's more powerful in the long run than 30 minutes of prayer where we don't attach faith to. So I want you to take five seconds right now to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries.
Uh, thanks so much. I give my amen to that. Woo-hoo. We'll never be the same again. And thank you for those who have been sowing financially into Igniting Hope Ministries. You can do that uh, by going to ignitinghope.com. All right. Woo-hoo. We bless you. We bless you in this season. And, and even as I end, and I'm, I'm hearing just a few different things in my spirit that I want to say before I, I officially close, I'm hearing that there's five keys out of Romans 8 that's going to anchor and launch people. I'm hearing that somebody easy to overlook will be the key in the next season, just as Samuel and Jesse almost overlooked David, somebody key. I'm also hearing that the move of God that's happening in Asbury and other locations right now is increasing, and it's going to sweep through churches and colleges and high school campuses greatly. And I'm hearing this. Your prayers for your family are working. Woo-hoo. All right. Hey, God bless you. Can't wait to be with you on another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.